Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Today we give thanks to God in remembrance of the conversion of St. Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus. Saul was a feared enemy of the early Christians, having given approval to the stoning of Stephen in Acts 7, and having received permission from the local high priest to arrest any Christian he found and bring them to trial in Jerusalem. We're only left to speculate about some of the stuff that Saul was involved in off camera, the stuff that Scripture doesn't record. To put it plainly, Saul was a religious zealot. He was intent on putting an end to Christianity by any means necessary. And no doubt he thought that he was being obedient to the Lord's will as a pious Jew. But little did he know, he established himself as an enemy of God, one that was at war against him and against his holy people, the church. He was blind to the situation. But Acts chapter 9 recounts that famous countermeasure that our Lord Jesus took against this foe, this enemy. Saul was on the Damascus road on his way to persecute more Christians when a blinding light appeared before him, causing him to fall into the dust. Tradition suggests that he fell off of a horse, and if it helps you to better dramatize the moment, to think of it that way, then go for it. But we don't know whether he was on a horse. We just know that he fell down. A voice spoke. The voice said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, by that point, Saul had been convinced that someone important was talking to him. So he said, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. What an epic encounter. One of the most notorious enemies of the early church was brought to his knees, and he was made a subject of the risen King Jesus. Jesus essentially said to him, All that persecution nonsense that you're inflicting upon my people and me by extension, quit it. You're working for me now. You go where I tell you to go. You're going to do what I tell you to do. I'm in charge. So Saul did what Jesus told him. He went into the city and he found Ananias, whom the Lord had prepared to minister to Saul, even though Ananias was understandably pretty hesitant given Saul's reputation. And in Acts 9, verse 17, Ananias laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, Saul was blinded by the encounter with Jesus on the road and he stayed that way for a few days. But when Ananias spoke the word of the Lord to him, the scripture says something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. And the rest is history. Saul became Paul as he would take on the Gentile version of his name to minister to the Gentiles and to become the greatest missionary ever. And to write 
a good amount of the New Testament as well. For as long as I've known this passage of Scripture and this story of Saul, Paul, I've always been fascinated by that phrase, something like scales. It's always been a little disturbing to me. Imagining the scales of a snake or a reptile over someone's eyes. Maybe it's because I have a vivid imagination that often goes to places that I wish it wouldn't go. Or maybe, and I would say more likely, the scripture wants to show us something about the nature of unbelief. What do the scales remind you of? It's the ancient serpent who led Adam and Eve to doubt God's word, throwing them into unbelief and into sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says this, it says, The God of this world, small g, God, that's Satan, has blinded the mind of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. It's called spiritual deadness, unbelief. And it's our default setting from conception. We are conceived and born in unbelief with scales over our eyes so that we do not fear, love, and trust in God and that we cannot by nature. So often in American Christianity, faith is turned into a decision we must make for ourselves. Because we live in a free society, we impose that type of thinking upon the scriptures and try to force them to play by our rules. But scripture views conversion in an entirely different way. Did Saul have a choice? Jesus showed up and he blinded Saul physically, which only served to point out his spiritual blindness. And when he heard the word of the Lord from his servant Ananias, the scales fell. He was baptized. He received the Holy Spirit who grants faith in all the benefits that faith in the Lord Jesus receives. Our small catechism says this, says, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. I believe that I cannot believe. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. That's another way of saying that through baptism and through the word of the gospel, we've had the scales removed from our eyes. And now that those scales have been removed, Everything comes into focus, as it did for Saul. We know whom we belong to. We know that he has saved and redeemed us, even though we were lost causes, and even though we were enemies of God, like Saul. We know that he has made us to belong to his people, his holy church, as fellow members of the household of faith, brothers and sisters, whom have also lost their scales. And we know that he has given us a clear purpose in our vocations. When Jesus was talking to Ananias about Saul, 
and he had to convince Ananias. Jesus had to convince Ananias that he knew what he was doing with Saul. He said this, he said, Saul is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. You and I are not Saul, and we don't have that same unique call, but we are nevertheless his chosen instruments. We are created anew in Christ Jesus for good works. Jesus used a man like Saul for his glorious purposes. And he intends to use you. He is using you right now exactly where he has you. And you know this. You see this. Because by the power of the Holy Spirit, your scales have fallen. In the name of Jesus, amen.